Hello, hello, my beautiful humans, and welcome or welcome back to the Authentically Blue podcast. This is a featuring episode. Ho, 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 ho. I have a friend from high school for this one. She is such a confident, open, and lively human being, and I'm so grateful she wanted to be on the podcast and we did this together there is no specific topic for this one i ask her a bunch of questions and you get to hear us dive into so many different things this episode was a fun one to record i hope you enjoy hello hello my beautiful people and welcome or welcome back to the authentically blue podcast i am your host carlson and in today's episode i have a guest with me Hi guys, I'm Nafahad. Nafahad is my friend. We've been friends since high school and we're going to do a two-part episode. In this episode, we're going to answer questions that I'm going to ask her. In the next episode, you're going to have to tune in to find out. So, question number one. What's your favorite childhood memory? Um, okay, when it comes to childhood memory, I think... Um, Everything during our childhood was fun because once you become an adult, you just miss those days, you know. But if I was to look back and think about one memory that I really, really love that I can, I, I can vividly remember to this very day, I think it's um, my sister being brought back home from the hospital as a child, like on the day she was born. Not exactly the day she was born because she stayed in the hospital a few days before she came back home. Mm. And I was super excited because she was a girl and i was only living with my brother and i had for the first time in my life i had like a small sister and uh somebody like a baby i used to take care i believe took very good care of (laughs) and i think that's where all i didn't know but when i look back i think it's what shaped my life to this Mm -hmm. very day because i really really love kids Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i'm always happy to be around a child even on the road when i see each other like because yeah. when I was a baby, I just held such a tiny being and it was so fascinating. It still is to this very day. And that's, I think, the, my best... Favorite challenge. Yeah, favorite. <laughs> that's where your love of kids comes from. Yeah. Nice. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Or are you both? Okay. Um, when it comes to... Everybody says I'm an extrovert. At least everybody who knows me can testify that I'm an extrovert. But there's when no it, denying that. Yeah, there's like no denying <laughs> that. But then when you look at me for me to say, because nobody knows you Funny. like the way you know yourself. Absolutely. Um, I think um, I'm an extrovert, yes. But I'm also an introvert. It just, and I wish you could say it depends on the day of the week, but it doesn't. <laughs> um, it's always about who I am meeting and who these people are and if there's a vibe between this person and that person. I feel like before I get to know you, I'm so introverted. I don't have something to say. But when I get to know you personally, um, I have a lot to say and I don't keep quiet, you know. Mm. It depends. Yeah, so I'm an extrovert around the people I'm close to. I hear that and I understand that because people <laughs> describe me the same way. Yeah. yeah all right. Um, what's the best compliment you've ever gotten? Okay, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, very, very <laughs> interesting. I don't know. I really don't know what is the best compliment. Or what's a compliment you've been given that you can remember? You'd be like, that one was a nice one. Or, or meant something to you. Was okay. it about your personality? Was it who you are? Okay, um, 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 I'm going to think about it. But okay, I feel like when it comes to compliments, obviously you should also, uh, everybody should uh, put this in their lives, like being outwards and complimenting people. You don't know how much a compliment goes but with me i sit down and i think about the compliments that i do here i'm not gonna say nobody's ever complimented me yeah that would be a lie yeah I've complimented <laughs> yeah yeah i wouldn't say nobody's ever complimented me but i feel like it's the magnitude of the compliment mm. that really really matters and I, I i think with my compliments it's always the same like oh my god Nafali, you're so pretty oh my god Nafali, you you know i re- like your personality oh my god this 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 but i think one of the best of compliments i have ever gotten here we go <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. is um when people are like oh my god thank you you were so helpful mm. that is a co- like a compliment that really really Means touches it, like i helped somebody i know it's not Made easy a difference. yeah it's not easy to wake up one day and like help people you want to impact somebody's life but when somebody said you did impact my life and you maybe made me feel happy or you made me feel happy 
or I was you see somebody has not been doing the best and like oh my god thanks for your service or like thank you for being here I really loved it I love you yeah. I like and you know you made me happy and thank you for your help I think those are the two things that it touches will never, you in will a never way. beat all that Any. you're so pretty and yeah. you're so this yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely I love that I think I would say the same for me the, yeah. the ones where you make a difference in someone's life whether you meant to or you didn't yes yes those are amazing Okay, next question. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Ooh. Remove finance, career, because we've talked about like, yeah, we're going to yeah. touch on career in a little bit. Yeah. But... I feel like I'd live in, it's my dream. I haven't been here. Yeah, I'd live in Makkah and Medina. Oh. I've never been here. but like, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, my mom went to Makkah. She went for Hajj one time. Yeah. And she would tell me endless stories of, but she would tell me mm, endless stories of, how beautiful a place is and how amazing it is and she always said once you go into Makkah everything in the world is insignificant mm. you know and everybody who goes there tells you the same exact story and if you look at videos on Instagram everybody you see how people cry for this lands and you know it you just know. it just makes me feel like I want to be there one day I want to like if I would live a life behind and i'd sit somewhere i think i'd sit in makkah and medina like i'd leave there but you know subhanallah it's so hard to you know i just hope inshallah i I get this dream one day i hope you know i can i can kind of see that happening if it's not you living there i think i see you visiting there yeah yeah visiting there definitely it's in my cards i pray and pray every day yeah allah make me yeah but living there would be just the dream wow (laughs) (laughs) for those of you who don't know makkah and medina is in saudi arabia Mm -hmm. yeah i love that answer this is a more of a easier one what's your favorite color Mm -hmm. and what does it say about you or what do you think wow that's interesting I don't have a favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> sat there. I don't, like, I don't even have a favorite color. And I think that says a lot about me because I can pick everything, you know. I, it's all about, does it match? This, mm. this, this is, recently I've been looking and exploring colors that, you know, brighten up your face or maybe your skin tone and color. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I can't say I'm into it, but I'm learning about it slowly but surely. No, but is there a color that since you're young, you're like, I like this color? No. no. Funny thing, no. Uh, when I was a baby, or when I was in kindergarten and everything, I used to like the color yellow. And the reason I liked yellow was because it was the games kit color that I used to mm, go to school with. Okay. You know? So I never really liked a color. I was not like the girly girls who said I like pink. Nah, just, even just boys this. have favorite colors. Yeah. <laughs> but I never had a favorite oh, color. Like everything of mine is I'm a different so color. I'm learning so much about you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd like, maybe if you ask me, what color would you like your car? I'd say, oh, I want my car like, you know, teal blue. And what color would you want to wear? Everything I want to wear different. like black or something gotcha. and this, this, this or something yeah. that makes sense. And like, if you say, what color of bed sheets do you want? Because recently I've had this question uh, because one of my cousins was like, hey, you're coming over, you know, I want to get new bed sheets. What color of bed sheets do you want? And I said, white. And she's like, chafuka haraka. <laughs> Sorry, that means it's getting dirty very fast. But I said, you know. The Kenyan listeners will understand. Yeah, like, yeah, because everything of mine is a different color. I don't have a favorite color. That's fine. Yeah, and um, I think that that says, you know, you said, what does it say about you? Yeah, I think that it's, kinda says it for itself. I'm all over the place. It's fine, it's <laughs> fine. What is your biggest pet peeve? Ooh. Yeah. Your biggest pet peeve. My biggest pet peeve. Um, this, I don't know. I have a lot of pet peeves. But I have mind? a very unique phobia. Do you want to know that? I don't know what that is. So I have a mud phobia. Mud phobia. Yeah, like phobia Explain. of mud. So this one time, mud, M-U-D. Yeah, yeah like oh. mud, mud. You know what you had? <laughs> mud, like mud, like mental. No, no. no. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> so yeah, and um, as for pet peeve, I really don't. I have a lot, like just the normal pet peeves. Somebody chewing the mouth open, I will slap the living hell out of you. Coughing without closing them You know, coughing without closing your mouth. All of that, like the natural things. I think I consider them natural. Others don't. But yeah, yeah, those are my, you know, my pet peeves. 
when you say you have is it called mud phobia yeah i have a phobia of mud because when you say mud phobia nobody understands what you say yeah but i have a phobia of the mud it is have you had this for a long time I've had it since I was a child. Wow. I'm trying to get over it now. But slowly and surely, I feel like I'm getting somewhere. And it's funny because if you knew me when I was younger and I used to come from school with you, like there's a, a group of friends we used to come from school with and we used to walk Walking home. Up. And living in Nairobi, when it rains, there's always a lot of My, mud on the road. You wouldn't survive in Kericho. Let me tell you, Aisha, I would walk and I would tremble with fear <laughs> and everybody would laugh oh at me oh my god i don't even i just naturally laugh yes and my small sister maskini she would just hold my hand and i'm like oh my god na anguka na anguka because when i was young one time i had like a spelling bee competition and you know the way when you have something to look for she's very intelligent guys if you don't know this she did spelling bee like I, that's I proof yeah no accept the compliment but go on <laughs> so like we had this uh, competition or something we had to go to another school mm-hmm. um so it was one of those funny funny competitions was it yeah primary samaj and then i would like I dressed up in my best attire. You know the way you save the best pair of uniforms. Sunday best. Yeah. For that day. So I wore the ugliest uniform all the days. And then the newest, I put it on. And I was running to school because I was always late. I have always been late all my life. Oh, no. So I run to school. Mm-hmm. And then I slide and I'm Ooh. in the mud. It was the worst thing ever. And I had to walk back home and mm-hmm. change everything oh and then you know i wore the ugly uniform and i went with it to school so after that i think that's where it came from i don't know where i, I never knew where it came from but looking back yeah every time when i'm t- on top of any muddy surface i feel like i'm falling and i'm going in that's you know I'm so sorry. yeah so it's it's been crazy it's been crazy that's you, why i'm i've always had a, a few of these silly <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do this afternoon. Yeah, that's where you're going. That's but where I hope it's not rain. So yeah, as long yeah. as if it's raining, no, you're I don't fine. move around when it's raining. Oh my God. Do you know this cartoon, Peppa Pig? No. Okay, okay, that's fine. It's this cartoon, um, it's for like kids. Uh-huh. My younger brothers usually watch it when they were young. And this is usually a pig who jumps in mud. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Why? I, I, th- I know, but, but you know, pigs live in the mud. mud so it's a natural It habitat. makes sense. But you can imagine you fully dressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going into the mud. And you know, it's so embarrassing waking up from that mud, yeah. covered in mud, and then having to walk home. All the way around. And everybody looks at you. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. I feel like that. I don't know if it's the falling into the mud that scares oh, the me people. or the walking home covered in mud i don't know but just the whole aspect of All mud of combined scares me you know but would it scare you seeing it on a screen that was the question i wanted no to ask. not okay. really it's more real life it's more like when i have to step on top of it gotcha that's i'm really learning a lot about <laughs> you this is insane okay next question what would be the title of a book if you wrote it about your worst enemy? I know you don't have enemies. Yeah. But if it's someone who mistreated you or, you know, you didn't get along with. Wow. I think I'd, I I'd write a motivational book instead of basing it upon a person because, um, I don't know. I feel like I want to touch over something, but it's so, it's so long and I don't think I should because <laughs> okay. it would take a lot of your time. But anyway, I feel like growing up, uh, I, I I was bullied sometime when time I was if you young. Want to, you can say it by the way. I don't okay, mind. Okay, so when you when you come from bullying and then I became the bully and then I used to hate people and I never used to like injustice. But thank God it was it was channeled into like being there for people and supporting people who seem like they're going through a hard time. And uh, so when I feel like if I was to write a book about somebody who wronged me. Because I would not consider anybody an enemy. enemy. Yeah, and that have, was a very strong word. Yeah, or or uh, not even it's a strong word. It's just that I wouldn't have time to hate you so much and write you down as my enemy or whatever. But like, if I was supposed to write a book about somebody who wronged me, I think I would write about you know how to deal with it mm. and like how to help this person or like not exactly help that person, how to help yourself and shield yourself from this. You know. So if I was to title this, I think I would be like how to be your own knight 
in shining armor or something. <laughs> because that's an interesting title. Yeah, because you don't you don't have to focus on these people. Always focus on yourself. If they're gonna wrong you, well, how much is the damage they're gonna do to you be mm. like, and how can you help yourself? from that from, damage absolutely mm-hmm. words of wisdom people <laughs> words of wisdom i like that um next question if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life what would it be a meal because if i'm thinking of it about it i don't um i i really love chicken I really, really love chicken. And you know, <laughs> guys, she is salivating right now. <laughs> I really, really love chicken. And you know, because I'm Somali, and so many people eat meat, a lot of meat. And also my mom comes from Kakamega where they eat a lot of, a lot of mm. chicken. Mm. So I'm more Louia than I am Somali. And I love salad. I eat everything with salad. Like you can have rice with salad, everything with mm. salad. So I think it would be a chicken salad that I can Situation. eat that for the rest of my life. Because I can flavor it different every day. Yeah. And different spices. And different different things. Yeah. So it won't be the same meal. Clever. If you could turn back the time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? Now, this question, I definitely want to ask. Okay. Um... That's funny because 18 is two years ago. So... Oh, yeah. Okay, let's say... I think four years before the we, pandemic. Yeah, before Three the years. pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So, like, um, if I was to turn back time and talk to my younger self, I think I would talk to the, myself in all level. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just tell her, like, um, things are going to get tough, but you're going to get through it. And also, you're going to expect things to turn a certain way. And they will not end up like that. Life. But, you know, the way that it comes is the mm-hmm. best. And it's like the, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written. And it's the better, better option. You never see it until you do. You can't imagine You it. cannot imagine. Like, you might be like, oh, I want to do this with my life. And it doesn't turn out like that. And then you're like, oh my God, I hate my life because it didn't turn out the way I wanted. But that's your short time self. Mm-hmm. Wait two, three, four years. What happened, you're going to like it. Yeah, you know, tenfold. You're gonna be you like, I'm so why happy. It happened the way why it happened the way it happened? I like that. You know? Yeah, that's what I've been seeing a lot and learning a lot recently. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is wise advice. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Ooh, dinner. Um, if I was to have, if I was to choose three people to have dinner with mm-hmm. at this moment in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't think I'd choose anybody alive. <laughs> okay. That sounds that's so fine. sad. You but know, that's yeah. Fine. Because um I feel like I would choose my grandma, mm-hmm. my mother, mm-hmm. and my grandfather. Mm. You know? And all of them are deceased. But yeah. they were really influential people in my life and people I really, really like. To the aspect that I wake up every day and I'm like, are they gone? You know? But it's I live me. yeah, I live with with them, you know. Yeah like everything about me is what i learned from, from them. them so just having dinner with them would be amazing. so amazing yeah. inshallah in jannah absolutely absolutely if you could be remembered for one thing what would it be wow i think it's which people or who is to remember me because like let's say Let's do it loved ones, friends, and acquaintances. Okay. If it's a loved ones... Okay, it... let's leave acquaintances. Let's say loved ones and friends. Because okay. acquaintances doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I feel like with my loved ones, my mm-hmm. family, they'll just say the one who makes the most noise mm-hmm. in the whole entire world. The noise maker. The noisiest <laughs> person that ever lived because I would make noise for everybody. Like, why is this like this? Why is that like that? Can you do this? Can you do this? Even my dad is tired of my noise. <laughs> so, like, I'm the noisiest person to my loved ones, yeah? But um, I think I'm also a very helpful person to them. With my friends, um, I think I'm their therapist. Mm. <laughs> they will always remember me as their therapist. Mm. A lot of my friends would call me up when they're going through something and I would take time off to listen to them and, you know, try to reach out when, to just find out how they've been doing and how they're still going. So I think with my friends, I'm their therapist. Mm-hmm. Even people who I am I'm not as close friends with, they always, well, I don't know, I have that. In the, you? Yeah. 
and then like with my family i think i'll be the advisor the person who makes all the noise in the world yeah you know i think that one is number one you can never like that you can never get that out of me yeah it's part of bossing them around yes (laughs) i love it tell me about the three most influential people in your life and how they impacted you i feel like we kind of answered this yeah but would you give the same answers I know your mom definitely. Yeah, my mom. I think my father also. Mm -hmm. Okay, when it comes to influence, I think it's my mom, my dad, and my elder brother. Mm. That's you know. With with my elder brother, I think is um we come from a Somali family with eldest. You always look up to the eldest. I don't know if everybody does that, but I see it with my sister. She looks up to me a lot, Mm. a lot, and I look up to my elder brother. But you know, it's how he's achieved so much you know and mashallah Allah mubarak is achieved you know the the craziest things you would be like aki I, I don't understand how i'll do this and then he does it and i'm like oh my god if muhammad could do it so can i so can i that's amazing. you know and shout out to you if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so yeah those three people those three people did you want to add something i feel like i cut you off no not really not okay. really you're good yeah (laughs) (laughs) what is the best tip for making the world a better place like if there's a rule or something you would want Mm -hmm. should i give an example or do you want to answer it naturally what as in repeat the question what is the best tip for making the world a better place in your opinion um to make this world a better place Mm -hmm. what we all need to do right Mm -hmm. yeah okay i feel like we just need to be better to each other Mm mm-hmm you know, and we used to need to like look after each other in the aspect like look after your neighbors, be empathetic. Yeah, we lack this as a society. I don't know. I feel like I talked about this in the episode I recorded yesterday. Yeah. Empathy. I feel like as a people, we need to have this. It needs to be instilled in us. We need to go back to the times where you used to care about what your neighbor had for lunch, where your neighbor had. I think that's African. So a lot of Africans back in the day, they're knocking their neighbors. Did you sleep fine? Did you eat fine? Do you need anything? Do you need anything? Just caring about the next person and being nice to a person because you Without don't know. expecting anything. Yeah, you don't know what this They're person's going through. going through. Absolutely. Another thing is we gotta stop littering and throwing trash <laughs> everywhere because in my and spitting. Yeah, not spitting. Tra- just generally, when you leave your house, be mm-hmm. respectful. Think you're in your room. Yeah. Put your trash in the trash can Mm -hmm. you know don't waste things if you can carry a water bottle carry it instead of having to buy like 17 bottled water on your way you know the environment i feel like the environment nobody's looking at the environment nobody cares better than burgers yes (laughs) (laughs) but we should as a collective we should we should should. i feel like the world will only be better when people become better and also that better to the environment absolutely 100 percent. the world will change Good answers. <laughs> very good answers. I like very good answers. I'm like, I'm not used to Aisha as a host. She's just her friend. So when she says good answer, I'm like, ah, what? What? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, now we're moving on to career. Mm-hmm. What do you do for a living before I dive into the questions? Or, yeah, what do you do? Okay. I was a student for a very long time. So mm-hmm. I, my, the first ad was, I'm a student. But yeah, um, currently I am a nurse. Um, it's crazy because I'm not used to saying I'm a nurse. Yeah, I <laughs> you know. know. That's I I just, like I'm gonna ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished school, so now I'm a nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are you enjoying it? How is the process like? Or should we dive into the questions? Like, that's a very I think, interesting question. I feel like it's very. Hmm. Yeah, but then no, I'll just answer it. I feel like I can't say much about how I'm enjoying being a nurse. Mm-hmm. because i haven't worked with a license mm, you get so what i'm saying so i worked as a student i worked as my internship i've worked all of that but all of those times i was still doing a nursing degree, degree. you know yeah. i was doing my nursing degree i finished my nursing degree and i went yeah. into internship so if you can't if you calculate or look after my internship as a nurse was it different Yes, definitely, because you're just a nurse without a license, you know. You when just... you're doing your internship, like, did people or treat you differently in the workplace? Like, what was the difference? Could you feel a difference? Yeah, I did feel a great difference because as a student, you they say, hey, we have a student, uh, you know. And they're always, like, looking a bit after you. And then when they see you got a hang of it, they just leave you leave alone. You but as an intern, you nobody says 
oh, you know, things are done like this. They expect you to know this, you know? I think I should have asked it this way. When you were a student and you figured out how to do things, Mm -hmm. like at that point, was there a difference in that stage and when you were doing your internship? Like when you knew things as a student? Uh No, you know, like as a student, when you go there, you're taught like maybe... um, I'm going to use this because this is my favorite unit, like in maternity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, so when you're in maternity... She had the biggest smile on. I just <laughs> had to smile. <laughs> yeah. So okay. like uh, when you're like in a different ward or like mm-hmm. when, for example, let me say something that um, is not maternity. So when you're like in casualty, you'll be told as a student, okay, in this casualty, we do A, B, C, D. And as a student, they'd expect you to grasp and keep doing it. But um, once you get a hold of it, if another nurse comes, because nurses always change, you don't find the same nurse every day. So somebody would be like skeptical. Oh, and I find you know, or oh, they walk past you and they look at you a little bit, and then they say, "I oh, got this," and then you walk, you know, because you still have a student tag next oh, so to your to place. So they have to still be mindful. They're supposed to be supervising you a hundred percent, but they don't do it. Mm. But when you're an intern, nobody does that. It's you yourself, it's you me, yourself, myself, and I. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're given an assignment that doesn't make sense, you don't even know how to do it. When the you, math is maybe, not nothing. You will just do it. And if you ask them, <laughs> they won't be like, so believe, yeah. yeah, they won't be like, oh, how will we hear what you're going to No. It's always like, ah, we need to learn again. You know? So, yeah, there was a difference, a very big difference. Okay. Okay. When I asked the question, I remember the stories you were telling me. That's how I was like, Aisha, yeah. what the heck? Okay, did you always want to be a nurse? Um, very, very interesting. If we go back to... Because, I don't know. It's because, I put this question on purpose. Uh, you, <laughs> you you, took me to childhood memories today, so I'm going to start with when I was a child. Give it to us. Yeah, so when I was a child, nursing was not in the scope. You know, you're always told... What is nursing? Doctor, lawyer, you know, engineer, da-da-da-da. So, I didn't know what... The I didn't typical, even know that you could wake up and become yeah careers parents want for you African parents let's be real yeah. African and immigrant parents. parents abroad yes so African like doctor, parents doctor lawyer doctor lawyer doctor lawyer, yeah. lawyer so I think when I was in class five one girl in class said when I grow up I want to be a gynecologist Ooh. and I was like what the hell is that and then the teacher's like stop and give her a moment tell us what gynecologist was <laughs> and she says oh this is you know what a gynecologist is mm-hmm. and then I was like do you want to tell them. Yeah, so this is a doctor no, from... I'm joking. Okay, <laughs> Isha, at this point, I'll just pour my, my water on your face. Go on, go on. Anyway. I, I, I pictured, like, the girl trying to explain to the class. Yeah, what she was. Age, yeah. What, and we're like, why and would you want to so do that? And yeah, No, she didn't even say, like, what it well, was. People she was like, like, a doctor for women or something. Ah, she didn't and go in like, depth. Yeah, she didn't go in depth. And I was like, That's I want to do that. Yeah, it sounded you know? empowering. Yeah, it sounded so amazing because uh, I wanted to do... So that was what it was. I want to be a gynecologist, 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 gynecologist. <laughs> until my O levels, I was still becoming a gynecologist. Mm-hmm. So when I when I was in my O levels, I actually started actually paying attention to you know I gotta do my E levels. When I finish my E levels, I have to find a pathway to uni. I have to do this. I have to do this. How many years of uni do I have? How many this this this? And okay, then calculating the math. I, I was doing everything, <laughs> but then it didn't add up. Yeah, I was just going to say the person, math my personality was not for medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, medicine needs patience. It needs somebody to understand you go to school for six years, become a doctor, then come back and become that gynecologist you wanted. You don't just After wake up. a year of working. Pop, and become a gynecologist. It's not a three-year thing. It wasn't like three-year, four-year things. And I, I look on the side and somebody's like, I'm going to be an accountant. What's your course about? Three years. Or they do like you a know, bridge course or I, something. Well, yeah, what's this? I want to be a what's computer this? scientist. It's going to take two years. It got. I'm like, huh? Two years? Three years? What? I'm six out here ca- counting six years and I'm not yet what I want to be. Yeah. So I sat down and I was like, I don't think I want to be a doctor. Then I said, I want to do something mm-hmm. that's going to help me travel this world mm. you know traveling the world because I'm, I'm this person I don't know I can't sit in one place for a very long time and that's why medicine sounded funny because I knew I'd drop out midway as mm. much as I like biology and the medical body and everything I knew I'd be in the middle 
and I just bought off the bus because I, no 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 I can't do this I'm always like that I don't stay in one place for a very long time so thinking about going to medicine school and sitting in medicine school for six years the I was commitment like, I ha I I'm not this person I'm not committed to doing this I can't even live in one country Aisha for long <laughs> you know this I is know. why I wanted a, a a career that was gonna allow me to move Travel. from one country to that country to that like if I'm tired of this country pack my things and leave. Mm-hmm. Pack your shit and go. go. You know that song? I'll send you that song. It just reminded me of that lyric for a second. <laughs> so that was, this is, that's the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. So when I said to myself, I started Googling careers that allow you to travel, careers that Dr. are needed Google everywhere. Them. Yes. What is going to help me move from one country to one country? Nikki Chokana Maisha. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. And then Nikang, when I looked at this thing and I saw, Teachers and nurses. So I was, in fact, do you know, I was either teaching or nursing. Mm, I can't see you doing both. I'm not going to lie. You've yeah. been an amazing teacher. So I, if I was to be a teacher, I was going to teach babies. Mm, of I course. love, love babies. Of course. If I was going to be a nurse, I was going to be a nurse for babies. That's mm-hmm. what I told myself. I, there was a time I wanted to be a lawyer midway. I was just going to say, when is this lawyer yeah. thing coming up? Because yeah, I wanted to be a lawyer for ba- for children. I want to be, like, to Ooh, defend children and everything. I didn't know that everything. about the lawyer thing. So, like, everything about me was based children. in children. So, when I looked at nurse, and being a nurse, I realized there's so much related to nursing and medicine. And also, my dream of becoming a gynecologist was also here. I could become i could be a, a midwife you know or i could be like um babe mother and baby np or just in both yeah so it's that's amazing so it's i like was both like your interest in, in one. one place wow so i was like nursing seems very very interesting and that's where i decided i woke up one day and told my parents who have always told that i'd be a doctor that i'm going to be a nurse <laughs> mama it wasn't taken mama. nice yeah <laughs> it I wasn't taken nicely because these people were ready for me to be a doctor hey you know living that dream yes and then all of a sudden you're like i want to be a nurse they're like huh <laughs> nothing no discrimination to the nurses they're yeah. just like I think the shift is what was shocking because yeah. all your life you were like doctor. Doctor, doctor, doctor. Yeah. And then I became a nurse all of a sudden. Over the, I think it was even before I fin- I did my IGs, before I did it, waking up saying, I want to be a nurse. I was convinced several times on how I should not be a nurse. But wow. look my at people. me here. Yeah. Hate everybody. Hate, hate, hate. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane how people try to block you from things that you're passionate about or you're mm-hmm. certain because it's your life. We talked about this last time. Yeah, I know. We had it's your life and you, if you want to do something, yeah, do it. Do it. You should as long wait. as you're comfortable and content with your decision mm-hmm. and you feel like it's best for you, go for it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Whether it's family, friends, loved ones. You know, it's tricky. Yeah, it's like yeah. I feel like that was. if you want to do something, mm-hmm. even if ever somebody would be like, hey, you won't get paid enough. Hey, you'll be working doing this. Hey, it's considered like this. But you want to do it. It's your purpose. It's your so, passion. Yeah, do it. If you realize in the middle of it that you don't like it, you can always dip, you yeah. know? You can always, always that option. close the book and go. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. Yeah. You know, giving up when things got tough, it's not hard, you know? It's self-love. Yeah, exactly. So don't wait for people to love you and tell you what's good for you. Absolutely. You do it yourself. You Are you listening, people? <laughs> you do it yourself. You do it yourself. What is one piece of advice you'd give to someone starting out in your career, even though you are kind of starting out, but you have a lot of experience in yeah. Um, I think I can give... Um, and this is in somebody. Kenya, I would say. Yeah. I think in a few years you should not follow up when you've gone to Australia or different yeah. places and kind of talk about mm-hmm. your different experiences then. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'd give advice to somebody who's in nursing school because that's what I can give advice to. Because okay. I've never got, uh, I can say, I only have one year of grad school nursing experience or something. So I feel like um, what I can tell people is. Um, as a nursing student, it's going to be tough, especially for anybody who decides to do an advanced degree or a fast-track nursing degree, because normal nursing already, everybody says it's hard. So if you do a fast-track degree, that's crazy. And I do know a lot of people who do it, you know, because mm-hmm. people drop midway from careers and come into nursing and do a fast-track and they feel like, oh, it's just the same as a nursing degree. And I feel like it's tough. It's very, very tough, uh, mm. Aisha, doing fast track and uh, doing nursing 
in general you know there's so much that's gonna be waiting for you on your plate and it's going to be so so hard i know people who did nursing with me that decided to give up midway and um i know people who are like i what is this you know i liked it and everything but what is this nursing is tough nursing school is very very tough and it needs commitment it needs you to be there 100 percent. you being in uni with other people you won't have time to have fun like other people you wouldn't have time to go out as much as other people and you just be crumpled up but uh if you really want to be a nurse and that's your end goal and you know why you're doing it you will enjoy it as much as i tell people however much nursing school is hard hundred times i'd do it again mm. you know because the experiences that, that i got lot. was so beautiful you know it was it's the worst i was just gonna say what huh but it's, it's the a mixture wor- yeah it's the worst <laughs> but i'll do it leo kesho kesho every day of the week i'll go back and do it because i would not think of anything else doing it because i don't know it was maybe the passion that i have it but just know however tough nursing school is you just have a milestone away from making it. You know, know your why. Yeah, know your why. Because I remember the beginning of the semester was always chill and fun. And uh-huh. then when assignments and labs come and in, you're like, up. what the hell? And what then is exams this? is there and you're like, it's do or die. And you can't wait to be done with exams. And when you're done with exams, you're like, oh my God, I finished. I have one one semester less. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up mm-hmm. and you got to do it again. Because mm. there's another semester oh my god so you just it's just one you gotta keep away. moving you just gotta keep moving you get there Think it's very depressing good. very sad but you're gonna get there yeah and you're not alone in this you're not alone just look at the other ones who are suffering with you all <laughs> the late nights you're pulling look there's always someone awake with you mm-hmm. that's true what occupation other than your own would you like to try i know we talked about you being either a lawyer mm. or a doctor I or a like teacher at this moment right now i think yeah. either i'd be a early childhood teacher or i'd be a social worker yes 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 to the social worker and teacher but definitely the social, social worker. worker yes i can see you lighting a fire up the system like fix this stuff yeah, now yeah i think a social worker definitely i like i need something i like that about good answer <laughs> that's a good answer too perfect answer for you if you could set a business tomorrow what would that business be Ah, very easy. Catering. Ooh. I'd cook. I'd set a restaurant. What? You need to cook for me. You haven't cooked for me. <laughs> if, Sorry, if... Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna... You, I know you're busy the next few weeks. But yeah. One day you'll cook for me. One day, inshallah. Yes. Absolutely. I, I cook good food. I cook good food, but then the thing is with the restaurants, you don't actually do the cooking. If oh, you so start a restaurant... You wouldn't want to be the chef. You'd you would, be... Yeah, you'd get somebody else to do it with you, you know? But I'd love... You know, when I'm doing a business or doing something, I want to do something I like. Mm. You know, I'd sell food because I like food. Gotcha. Business you know? one. Yeah. I really, really love food. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When I asked you the question of what food did you have for the rest of your life, you were literally looking at me like, how am I going to ask this question <laughs> I know. Right one food and then you're like, ah, for the rest chicken. Of my life. Yes. <laughs> you know, chicken, you can do so many things with a chicken salad. You can always add a spice mm-hmm. add avocado add something put lettuce put beans make a mini sauce on the side yes so that's easier than saying like i would have pizza because if you have pizza it's the same old same old thing thing i'm not gonna lie i think i wouldn't say pizza but pizza is one of my favorite foods even me it is but i wouldn't have it for the rest for of my, my life, life because i'll get tired halfway that's true if you want 10 million tomorrow what would you spend it on a holiday. <laughs> One. I can't finish all the money on a holiday, but yeah. basically a holiday. Um, getting a new car. Mm-hmm. A house. Is, is, is this 10 million? Can I show you what, what 10 million? Whichever you want. Can it be dollars? Cause yeah, dollars let's say dollars. Nice. Let's say yeah, dollars. 10 million dollars. I'll buy a house. <laughs> I'll buy a car. Um, holiday. I go for a holiday. I'll even save much, invest some, and then the rest that remains, because 10 million US dollars is a lot of money. money. I didn't even think about my family. Oh I'm my so god! Sorry. I thought that was what you're gonna say. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, Excuse me, guys. The, the rest, I was going to Who finish. I was like the rest of the money I was going to give out to charity. I forgot oh. my family. But um, probably if I buy a house, it's big enough to fit yeah. them in. You know, like listen, rent sorted for life. Okay, uh, yeah. do not bother me. <laughs> you guys Question. work hard. You guys, mm, listen. <laughs> 
Kim Kardashian says, get, did you hear her say? Get, get your, your ass, ass up and, and work. work. Okay, we, have, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. Yeah, we have That's the same 24 bullshit, though. 100%. 100%. Like, what the hell is Kim Kardashian telling us? Like, people, you are so um better off. She has so many, um, what's the word, privileges. Mm-hmm, a lot of privileges. Because like, there's people who live in places where they're abused or have people to care of or like, Everyone's situation is completely different. And when she says get your ass up and work, that's what we do, all of us. Yeah. We get our ass up and work. We don't make millions, yeah. you know. Just saying, oh my god, I hate Kylie. <laughs> do you years. watch the Kardashians? I used like I think I can say I watch them two three times. That's it. I'm not gonna lie. When I used to see them on E News, there was a when I was younger and they would pop up on E News. There were points I could go visit my grandma, then she didn't have like other TV Things. channels. Yeah. That she ha- that they would pay for, I would watch that stuff. Like it was low key a guilty, but I would just sit down and think, "Wow, like what's a life to live?" I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like they don't have drama. No, like they... African families have more drama than Kim Kardashian. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I feel no like it's that. Just, theirs is filmed, mm-hmm. you know, and they have a lot of money to say, "Hey, I'm waking up and going for a trip tomorrow," yeah. you know, kind of stuff. But with Africans, we have the drama. It's just we don't have a camera to our face. Yep. If we were to put a camera to Can our face, you imagine? it would cut, like, people money. would pay so much money for us. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Now, we're going to do three questions that I plan on asking every single one of my guests mm-hmm. in the future. Number one, was there anything you wanted to discuss that I didn't touch upon? No, not really. Okay. Is there anything you want to ask me? Mm. <laughs> You know, I was supposed to think about a question, but I'm just, I'm still thinking, like, what is it about Aisha that I don't know? The funny thing is, we've been friends for a very long time, but we've not also spent a long time together, you know? Mm -hmm. It was just two years of high school, Mm -hmm. and then we disappeared. So I'm thinking, what about Aisha do I want to know? Or should I say anything you think the listeners would want to know, who don't know me? Mm -hmm. Or you think that would be, I don't know. That was a very interesting. What I should about, have asked you this last night. Uh, yeah. What about you living in the UK? But I don't have a question about you living in the UK. We can circle back to this when we do the the episode in mm-hmm. the future, inshallah. Yeah, I feel like um, I would ask you about what was the hardest time in your life. But I know it's when you I will pass. Yeah, when my granddad passed away, that yeah. was definitely the hardest. Yeah. Okay. Or like, how was moving from? moving back to the uk like what do you think i would say so i was born there and Mm -hmm. i haven't even shared this on the podcast but i was born there and then i moved here when i was like seven i moved Mm -hmm. back when i was 17 and i'm not gonna lie it was exciting it was Mm -hmm. so exciting because i wanted to go there for like the 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 two years before all the time i was in samaj Mm -hmm. samaj is our high school by the way and i wanted to say earlier all levels for those of you who don't know is the british system it's like in regards to kenyan system it's like kcpe yeah you do it when you're 16 years old it's the first major exam you do Mm -hmm. then you do a levels and you go to uni or you can go through these different routes you can do Mm -hmm. but yeah the most exciting time is when i was in when i was in when i was doing my gccs i begged my parents like every day i never asked i'm not someone who usually asks mm-hmm. asks people for things but i was like i want to go to the uk i manifested that shit you, do, you don't understand <laughs> i talk about vision boards and in 2016 or 17 an aunt of mine came to kenya from the uk and we actually she's the one who introduced me to vision boards mm-hmm. it's 44 minutes i love it she talked to me about vision boards can you see yeah 45 now she talked to me about vision boards and she was like, what do you want to do in your life? And I hadn't heard of the concept before here in Kenya. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was there. It's just I wasn't exposed to it. And she told me, like, all about... Do you believe in vision? Like, do you do vision boards, manifestation? I don't know. I feel like manifestation is what I do. But I don't know about all this other vision boards you has. But I do know if you really, really want to do something and you put it in your head and you think about it and you, you write about up. it and you you put all your aspects towards it, it definitely happens. Know, happens. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and a lot of prayer and, you know, dua and istikara. Sometimes you can manifest something that doesn't work out, mm-hmm. but it's for the best. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, it's always for the best, you know? Absolutely. I have a question because a friend of mine was talking to me about manifestation. They actually asked for the vision board episode I did, but is it haram? 
Like, is it unacceptable Islam? Is it conflicting in terms of manifestation with okay. the deen? Um, subhanallah, I really don't know much about it, but then okay. I do know. I was like, Nafa is the perfect mani- person to ask. No, be manifesting is not wrong. I think I saw this somewhere. I don't know. Astaghfirullah, if I'm wrong, make God to the best me. of your knowledge, yeah, but you the, may be wrong. Yeah, to the best of my knowledge. But I think one time going down Instagram in one of the reels, I found out that manifesting is actually good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they said it's the Prophet Sallallahu did it. I don't know. But he's... Or if he the way he explained it. But this person or the speaker was um, was talking about manifesting. And they said, there's nothing... A lot, subhanAllah, with the deen today, there's so much of us who it's like the dean is in the middle and then it's covered with trees and then everybody doesn't know clearly what is mm. going on and that's a beautiful analogy yeah. my god i can't <laughs> wait for your podcast <laughs> but then you have to you have to learn it's all about learning and cutting the path and finding the center of the dean and what it is you know there's so many different uh, aspects of it and different ways of putting things because even our whole kitab the quran is poetry you know absolutely so with manifesting i believe it comes down to tie your camels then believe in allah you tie can your camels you can oh, leave your camels whoa. in a field my my when you said camels i had something else. i was like huh <laughs> <laughs> that is a beautiful yeah. analogy yes yeah. so it's like you know the way you do your best and then they leave the rest to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. it's like that you tie your camels then you believe in allah you say oh allah guide me and help me and make make this come true but if your camels are riding wild in our fields and you say you know Allah will bring them back it doesn't work like that Absolutely. so just having a dream and a goal and then working towards it and then praying istikhara and asking Putting Allah to give it to you yeah. it works out but you can't just say um how how would you get something if you don't manifest it yeah or you don't have a goal for it Absolutely. And, you know and you can't have a goal if you don't manifest yeah. so you have to think like two years down the line, we don't know if you'll be alive or not, but that doesn't say you don't think about two years. Mm-hmm. You have to say, I want to be in this position in my life. This position is not haram. Okay. My last question, which I plan on asking everybody, mm-hmm. I mean the last two too, also. The name of the podcast is Authentically Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about this in episode one, but being blue is something I think everyone should allow themselves to feel. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you feel though? When you feel sad and low or overwhelmed? Is there anything you do to kind of lift yourself up? Do you sit in your feelings? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Okay, initially, I used to feel sad and I would not know how to deal with this. But when it came to the worst time of my life and I, you know, I experienced loss and grieving and I realized um, what I can, what I do now when I feel sad is I pray, I pray so much and I, I take my tears to Salah and I cry them, you know, there in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it makes me feel so much better. Mm -hmm. It just makes me feel like this burden that I've had for a very long time, I've given to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's going to help me. And you know there is an ayah that makes me tear even when I hear about it because mm. it says and when they ask about me tell them I'm closer than they think mm. you know so Allah is there with you every second of your time and being sad will happen because this dunya was never brought for you to yeah. to feel you know happy no it's not you're not brought to the world to feel happy you were brought to be challenged and tested it's a mix of emotions yeah so when you're sad you praying and asking God to help you and everything. I feel like that's the best way you can go about it. Absolutely. Subhanallah. It's the it's the one thing I learned. I used to feel so sad and depressed before, you know, um, and I never know what to do with it. But when Is I found... Is this before the, your grief or after? Yeah, before the grief. But after I got to get, you know, after I lost my mother, I was so confused and that was like without that without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I don't know how I'd make it you know absolutely and that's why I feel like if you're sad just pray if you're Muslim or Christian or whichever Christian or whatever you are you know just going to God and crying cause there's this divine power bigger than everything in this world mm-hmm. and giving him all your problems and mm-hmm. walking out of there feeling like I don't have any problem <laughs> is so amazing mm-hmm. and I think that's the best way to deal with that's being beautiful. sad. Sorry, yeah. I kind of made you emotional. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I think we. I'm such an emotional person. I. Mm. I think I don't think people know this about, about me. You. 
uh, or it's something that has happened recently. Before I used to be this tough. I had a skin that covered all this, and I was like always tough. You know, no one would see me cry. I remember even in school, and I'd be so hurt, and I'd go cry in the toilets because like I never wanted somebody to see me shed a tear. You were one heck of a confident yeah, mama. And I like... was always confident. That so that was the side people used to see. I wouldn't say I used to cry a lot. But I used to suppress a lot of my emotions. emotions. But I came to understanding suppressing your emotions doesn't help you. It just bubbles up. Yeah, it just bubbles up. So nowadays I'm a very emotional person. I cry all the time. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I cry you feel all the feel. time. And I feel like once <laughs> I finish crying, I'm fine. Yeah. You know? And I don't think there's something wrong with crying. Because growing mm. up African, there's something wrong with Absolutely. Like if you cry, it must it's be... It's like you're alien. Yeah, the biggest thing on... You're Mistake. the weakest person. It's nothing... Yeah in between it's so and, crazy yeah and i feel like africans need to understand and allow themselves to cry feel, feel their pain be. understand their pain and let it be you know okay if you're kenyan you really start crying you're bro- wh- why is she crying what's the point she's crying because of what just that thing small yeah they you know? really um make your feelings insignificant yeah and they shouldn't how long is she going to be crying for you know you just as as kenyans we need to know how to deal with that we need to accept our emotions feel our emotions be a part of our emotions because all of us are just hard-headed hard-skinned kids we've grown up where emotion was not are you feeling okay doesn't emotions ex- week doesn't work out in african families you yeah. know so yeah i feel like you should That's... when you're feeling sad you should understand you're feeling sad you should pray and you know leave it all to god at the end of the day he's the one who you know, put you through that. It's gonna see you through that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. When you that's thank you so much. That's a beautiful answer. There's something you said about when you're feeling low with your emotions that I want to tell you. I was on TikTok the other day, and I saw this video of this actor who was sharing how he went to his therapist and said, "My lows are really low and my highs are really high." I talked about this on yesterday's episode, weirdly mm-hmm. enough, and I just want the lows to not be as low. Everyone wants their highs to be high. Mm-hmm. But I don't want the lows to be as low. And the therapist said, if you think about the heart monitor in the hospital, when it's measuring people, it go, the heart, it goes up, down, up, down, up, yeah. down. If you push it anywhere, you'll flatline. Yeah. So you just have to live life, just understand your emotions, comes. experiences, and go with it. And that actor was like, I have shivers, even the way he said it, because I could feel his pain like mm-hmm. through the video, the way he was expressing it. And it just made me think like, you know, I had to share it on the podcast. I was like, I'll find yeah. it and send it and link it. I feel like episode. also another thing is, if your low is not too low, you can never get a high that's very high. Mm. It's like a ball when you bounce it, you know, if you throw it so deep and it hits the ground, it's going to go higher. But if you just throw it, it just doesn't go as high, yeah. you know. So you really need to fall to get up, to get back up and shine. Absolutely. You know. What was that song your brother was singing? Cause you only know you're high when you're feeling low. You only miss the snow when it starts to snow. You only know you're number when you let it go. Oh. Thank you so much, Nafa, for being in this episode. You're welcome, and We're thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm going to have you for two, three more, as many episodes as you like. Yeah. We're definitely going to talk about grief in an upcoming episode, which we spontaneously decided today. <laughs> I love that. And in a few years, we'll do a catch-up, maybe a year and a half. Yes, definitely. Inshallah. All right, yeah. guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Leave a review below. Do you want me to link your Instagram down below for people or nah? Uh, Thank you for tuning in and have a beautiful week. Goodbye.